0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. London, Paris, Berlin, and other world capitals are they thinking that America is no longer a serious nation? I think we run that risk. I don't think we are quite there yet because we still have an extraordinary foreign policy team in, in President Biden and Tony Blinken and Secretary Austin. And so I don't think it's it's so uh, uh, precipitous that uh, our international uh, esteem will collapse uh, just because the Congress couldn't tie its shoes uh, yesterday. But I think you're right to point out that we are the indispensable nation uh, until we are not. And if we take ourselves out of foreign policy, if we take ourselves out of supporting Ukraine, if we take ourselves out of the humanitarian uh, objectives that we have, not just in Gaza, but in Sudan and elsewhere, uh, then we will no longer be the global leader. And let's be clear, that's because Donald Trump doesn't want the United States of America to be the global leader. That's insane. But what else do you expect from a Democratic senator? What other talking point do you think you're going to get? And notice how uh, Senator Schatz says it. He's of Hawaii. Um, in in Ukraine, we're we're going to help them uh, defend themselves. But when it comes to Israel, no, it's humanitarian support for Gaza. As if somehow Israel is doing the bad thing. Nice nice bit of wordplay right there Hamas needs to be destroyed until there's absolutely nothing left and you're going to need at least a generation to get people out of the mindset of hating Jews that's what it's going to take everyone needs to grow up you don't want to support Israel don't support Israel let them go at it I think Israel can take out Hamas as a matter of fact I don't know what Israel's waiting for how about that Senator shots? you want to talk about what really needs to get done and as for Ukraine funding how much I'm in favor of Ukraine funding, but what number makes us the, the leader of the world and what number doesn't? Why is our leadership dependent on the dollar? Maybe it's on dependent on the proper application of the dollar, but is there an amount? We're, we're buying it, right? Which is fine. We're buying the leadership at what cost? There are questions that are worthy questions that should be answered. Questions about whether or not the way we did things 50 years ago, are they the way the things should be done today? I would argue that we should support Ukraine. I have continued to argue this. But I'm not about to dismiss the people who say, how much? My goodness, how much can we spend? Especially when that spending ends up on their retirement programs and not just bullets. Besides, Ukraine ends this issue ends when Ukraine gives up land to Russia because that's how it's going to work out. That's how it's going to go. Russia can do this trench warfare nonsense for the next 10 years and Ukraine can't. That's the ball game. Grow up and deal with that reality. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. Reality. Reality takes us to Nevada. And look, I think this is a one-day story. But it is a story. Nikki Haley, Nevada primary, gets herself 30% of the vote. 30% of the vote in the Nevada primary. The category, none of the above. None of these candidates, was actually the category, got 60% of the vote. Nikki Haley lost by more than double to a category that reads none of these candidates. The only thing that's silly is the power of the people's vote. And I think the people should use it to vote for none of the above. This is a an embarrassing story for Nikki Haley. If you take a look at it solely on its face and you don't know anything about what happened. First, the state of Nevada has a caucus and a primary. The caucus gives the delegates, the primary doesn't. Why? Well, because Nevada politics. Nikki Haley didn't even put herself in the caucus. She didn't pay any attention to Nevada whatsoever. It is obvious to everyone that her strategy was New Hampshire to South Carolina, her home state. This is the strategy. This is the focus. Get to South Carolina and bring yourself an opportunity for victory there which of course is not there real clear politics average Washington Post mammoth poll well the real clear politics average is Trump 53.7 Haley 26.7 that's a 27 point spread the last poll was the Washington Post mammoth poll Trump 58 Haley 32 if you go to the poll before that would so that poll was the end of january the uh, uh, the one before that was early January, January 2nd and 3rd, Trump 54, Haley 25. So you have uh, New Hampshire that already came and went. You have DeSantis getting out of the race, Christy getting out of the race, Ramaswamy getting out of the race. She goes up seven points, but Trump went up four. The spread is 26 points in the last poll, 29 points in the poll before that. 27 is the real clear politics average. If she overperforms by 10, she still loses by double digits. That's the ball game. I'm not having a conversation about Nikki Haley because I have some some hope she's going to pull it out. Hope is not a strategy, people. I don't know where she pulls this out. I don't know how she keeps the donors. I I don't. Which is why this story is a one-day story. The story of Nikki Haley Doing poorly in Nevada is a one-day nonsense, who cares story. It doesn't matter because once you know that she didn't even uh, pay attention to to Nevada because there were no delegates at play, you're like, okay. People put none of the above. <laughs> and it's over. It's still all eyes on South Carolina. All the eyes. The problem for her is Where's the opportunity here? Now, we discuss that politics is an expectations game. Politics is always about the expectations. Can you exceed expectations? Because that becomes the story. With DeSantis, for example, and let me say for the record, we could have had DeSantis, but no. Sorry, we would have been better off. It would have been an easier lift. It would have been easier. And by the way, the national polling says it would be easier with Nikki Haley. But she doesn't get to the national polling. She has to get through South Carolina, and I don't see where that is. Expectations game would say if she is down by 26 in that last poll. The spread is 27. Let's call the spread 27 when South Carolina comes a-knocking. South Carolina's 27 spread. I said if she beats, if she beats her estimate by 10 points, if she overperforms by 10 points, she still loses by 17 so now you have to ask yourself, well, if she overperforms by 10, is this going to show that she's growing in, in, in momentum? Mm, no. No, 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 no. That's how they're going to want to sell it. I get that. I get that's how her team's going to want to sell it and her supporters are going to want to sell it. That's not how America's going to take it. It's super weird when you can overperform by 10 and it's not enough. It won't be. The only way Nikki Haley tells a story that gets her to Super Tuesday is to be within single digits of Trump in South Carolina. The only way she has a shot of having the funding to get her into Super Tuesday and possibly winning a state, possibly winning a state, is to be within single digits. I don't see it. I have abs, I, I do not see where that opportunity is for her. And I, I, I would say to her, her supporters, I don't think they know when that is either. By the way, Super Tuesday is March 5th. Super Tuesday is Alabama, Arkansas, Alaska, California, Colorado, Iowa, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota. North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. I'm taking a look at those states. You want to, you want to walk through it? You want to go through it piece by piece? Alabama Trump, Arkansas Trump, Alaska Trump, California Trump. Boom. Didn't have to think. Didn't have to do any work. Done. Colorado. Well, isn't Colorado where the issue is happening with Trump on the ballot? But Trump is on the ballot, but they're still hearing it, right? So I'm going to leave that to the side and let's make sure we understand all the legal ramifications, because let's say there is a legal issue that Trump is still having there. Well, then that's an unfair contest anyway. And I think the Colorado GOP is suing there. I thought, weren't they going to do a caucus to get around the rules about, oh, you won't let Trump in the primary, we'll do a caucus. So there's a lot to see there. Um... Iowa oddly enough does a primary. And it, we've already been through the caucus and I don't have any reason to think that Trump is not victorious there as 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 well. Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota. Okay. Now you have my attention. Is it possible that Nikki Haley can pull out victories in Maine and Massachusetts? Possible? But to win those two states wouldn't be enough. Because we just said Trump's ahead of you. One, two, three, four, five, six to two. Minnesota. You know, Minnesota brings us some of the most liberal members of the House and the the Senate. They are the people who brought us Walter Mondale. Um, But I don't have any reason to believe that Minnesota at this stage of the game is somehow a Haley country. But you know what? For the sake of the conversation, we'll give it to her. North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. Allow me. Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas. Those are Trump states. Vermont, I throw in the same category as Maine and Massachusetts. Virginia, hmm, interesting. And North Carolina. I would throw North Carolina in the the Trump camp. Virginia might be in the push camp. So even if I were to give Virginia to Nikki Haley, even if I were to give her Utah, I mean, it's Mitt Romney land. Trump gets Alabama, Arkansas, Alaska, California, Colorado, Iowa, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas. That's 10 and Nikki Haley, and we we this is all just guesswork. Assuming she gets through South Carolina, please don't hold me in any of this. And you were to say that that Nikki Haley gets Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia—that's six—and that's a stretch. Six would be considered stunning. What happens when it's only four? and it's four where three of them are in the Northeast where you're not going to get that vote in a general election anyway. You're not going to win Maine or Massachusetts or Vermont in a general election. You're not getting those electoral votes. So throw them out, throw out their value. Only Virginia would be able to tell a story. Virginia would be an interesting one because certainly you'd like to have that in play for a general election. So she would need that in order to even make any other argument about going forward. Guys, do you know how many ifs this is? This is 9 billion levels of ifs. I am here to tell you we could have had DeSantis, but I don't have DeSantis, so I have to deal with the reality that's in front of me. I wonder if Nikki Haley is doing that because the... The the, the 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 reality that's in front of her has no path. I do this every day, guys. I go over this stuff all the time. I am searching for her path to be able to share, well, here's what I think she could do. It's not there. I just I just went over the Super Tuesday states. You might agree with me about this, disagree with me about that. But you can't I don't know how anybody argues the idea. That, that, that Nikki Haley, if she were to take Massachusetts and, and Vermont and Maine, people will easily dismiss that as Northeast absolutely going for the progressive. What are we talking about here? There's nothing here. There's no story here. There's, there's, there, it, I am sorry, I can't do it. I can't see any maneuver at all. And as I cannot see the maneuver, I go back to South Carolina and I say, I don't see where this path is. I'm telling you that her only path to Super Tuesday is to come within single digits of Trump, and she is down 27 in the Real Clear Politics average. 27. She has to come within single digits. Sure, Tony, She, but but what if she wins? What do you mean, what if she wins? What do you, what do you mean, what if she... All bets are off if she wins, but... Where do you see that? Where does that data come from? You don't believe the polling fine, neither do I. Where does the data come from that shows that America has decided, the political right has decided, you know what? We don't want this Trump stuff. Especially considering that all of the trials are falling apart. Fonnie Willis in in Fulton County, my God, she's got her own legal issues from paying her lover, to be the prosecutor, Lord only knows what violations went down there. Jack Smith wanted a speedy trial. Get a speedy trial. The president has no right to, to question the speedy trial. Well, the president did indeed, as the accused, have a right uh, to, uh, a defendant has the right to, to question a speedy trial. And why, what is this? You shouldn't be allowed to even go after me, etc. And now that the Supreme Court is going to have to rule on these things, the judge in the case, Tanya Chutkin, has decided to postpone the trial indefinitely, waiting for the Supreme Court to rule. This might now lead to other cases being held off on because the Supreme Court, uh, this has been a conversation, uh, lawyers like Hugh Hewitt and uh, Andrew McCarthy have been having this conversation. It's possible that the Supreme Court say, wait a second, the Supreme Court might say, hold on, all this stuff waits till after the election. All of it. We're not going to engage prosecutions of a former president during an election while he is the, the 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 clear nominee. We're not going to do this. It's possible that that might take place. And if any of that does, then you don't have this idea of Trump being found guilty, convicted, and therefore people saying, well, I don't want to vote for a guy who's convicted. It's not going to happen if the trials don't take place. Things are falling in line for Trump, not for Nikki Haley. They're just... Again, I'm asking for the data that sh- from the Haley people that shows that there's somehow this move, this pivot, this this switch and I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. All I have is the data in front of me. And the data in front of me and the states in front of me say that Nikki Haley needs beyond a miracle. And I just don't see it in her cards. And that has nothing to do with this Nevada thing where she lost to none of the above. That's a one-day story. Ha <laughs> ha! Doesn't matter. Doesn't change any realities. Hasn't made her life more difficult at all. South Carolina, Super Tuesday, and the primary voter. That's what's difficult for Nikki Haley. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Jim Ursay speaks, or so we are told. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find it all at TonyKatz.com. The story is a tweet, a a post, whatever you want to call it, from Jim Ursay, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, saying, on the mend, grateful for all the messages of love and support. And there's a little heart uh, emoji there from Jim Ursay. Now, we know that he does have a team that has utilized his account and does tweet uh, on on his uh, account, but this, according to the sources, is from Jim Ursay who was found unresponsive in his home by the Carmel, Indiana police, was given Narcan, then attended a game, was at the Steelers game in Pittsburgh, and then had a respiratory issue. That's what the team told us, a respiratory issue. Well, there have been a lot of rumors and innuendo. I'm not going to get into that. I And I asked, was it last week, week before? Where is he? How is he? How come we're not hearing anything? And now we've got this. I have no reason to think this isn't from Jim Irsay. I will state that just because it's a tweet doesn't mean it is. I think that's a very acceptable thing to say. I think that this uh, has been something that the team, the organization, the family has been trying very hard to keep quiet. And in normal worlds, of course, it's your family. And I wish nothing but the best for the man. But it is, he is a public figure, and people are going to ask questions about the owner of of an NFL team in, in a town like Indy. He's on the mend? Okay. What was the respiratory issue? No, really, what was the respiratory issue? I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. report that those illegal immigrants who attacked a cop in New York and then got on a bus and were heading to California or in California got arrested there and good except I don't want them in jail I mean I want them to be held accountable for what they've done but I don't I have no interest in feeding them Tony Katz Tony Katz today good to be with you find everything at Tony Katz dot com and get the podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. But get the podcast immediately, if not sooner. I have no interest in feeding them, clothing them, housing them. Absolutely no interest. I have an interest in them being deported and the country from which they come, I have an interest in them holding these people accountable. And I don't know if we do this as a as as a nation look to our so-called friends in Central America and Southern America and Mexico and say, what are you going to do with them? How are you going to hold them accountable? Whoa, whoa, don't look at our constitution. That's for Americans. Here, these are your people. How are you going to hold them accountable? We're watching. We want to know if you hold them accountable because that's going to determine whether or not we're friends. Part of the problem in this immigration conversation, in this border conversation, is that we do not look to our friends and demand of them something, which is how you handle these things. We demand you treat us like a friend. We demand you handle these things properly. We demand you do the job. That's what friends do. You keep asking us for things. You keep demanding things of us. You keep telling us how we're failing you. Whoa! Why are you letting people up through the border into Mexico, Mexico? What kind of friend are you, AMLO? Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. That's his name and the, the gets shortened to AMLO. Well, part of the conversation could very well be that, uh, that uh, AMLO is in the pocket of uh, the cartels. Well, maybe that's possible. And if indeed we are dealing with the cartels, it is not for us to somehow say, well, there's nothing we can do about it. We see the cartels. They're not a traditional military, so we can't fight it. No. Allow me to try. Ten miles into Mexico, wire fence, landmines. How dare you, Tony Katch? you out of your mind? Well, I didn't say it was the only option. Settle down. It did work for North Korea and South Korea. I'll, 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 I'll put that out there. 10 miles wire fence landmines big signs in spanish and in english and tagalog and in mandarin and in japanese and in uh, name name your language we'll put it in german we'll put it in hebrew whatever you like do not cross you'll get killed have a nice day now if you don't like my idea of how to deal with the cartels and how to stop the the the, the human trafficking because the cartels are making billions on this stuff well that's okay you you can have another plan but my plan is about stopping the trafficking and stopping the flow into the united states and protecting american citizens of all stripes i would ask you what your plan does oh tony you you barbarian what does your plan do tell me about your plan tell me about your ideas tell me about your thoughts let's discuss them oh tony you're not serious wait a second I'm protecting Americans, and I am making a demand of our friends. And and for the record, I absolutely make demands of my friends. To be a friend of mine takes work, and I'm willing to put in the work to be a friend of yours. Without question. Maybe it's why I don't make friends easily. Because I'm not a guy who has... Uh, uh, so this starts with the realization that I'm not a bro as has been explained to me more than once I'm not I don't know how to bro I'm not a guy you just hang with and have a beer I, I, i'm I'm not that guy I, I just never have been I'm a guy who talks about things I'm a guy who engages uh in depth I want to hear smart people having smart conversations I, I, these are the things that I like these are the things that, that 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 I like so i i like uh get getting in into it And there's no question that if I'm going to to make the dedication to being a friend, that that I I provide certain things, I give certain things, and yes, I have certain demands. And it's one of the reasons why for me it's it's difficult. It is difficult. I I'm not somebody who from my childhood has nine million friends. I've got a few from college, couple. Throughout my life, some together, I've got the right people. I, I'm, I'm happy about it. I, I'm, I'm there. But there's no doubt that I, I say to myself, you know, if I was like this or if I was like that, maybe this and maybe. But I'm not. I am not. I, I you know, whether it was in the days of my depression or, or or the days of today, which are much, much better. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still this way. That, that i that I, I have a a smaller amount of friends but man do i dig them i really and truly do i wouldn't trade them i i i i appreciate them i and and i'm okay with that i i really and truly am and and i get that it part of it is me i i'm i don't hold myself uh guiltless or faultless in the uh well maybe i'd be, if i was more of this maybe I was more of that you know, I, 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 I accept some of my own limitations in, in, in this world and maybe limitations I put on myself. And who knows, maybe a year from now, uh, I, I won't. What's interesting is that if you actually look at yourself and think about these things, you have your rules too. You've got your philosophy, you've got your theory, you absolutely have conditions upon your friendship. You know what we call that? Normal. Because it is. It is. It is normal. If you have a friend who does nothing but complain about all of their, their life, and it's always a complaint and always a problem and always about them, that's not a friend. That's someone sucking out your soul. They got to go. A friend sometimes listens to you as well. And a friend who is always taking and never giving is not a friend. They're a leech. And there are people like that that you have clearly removed from your life and so you should have. Or so you should now. Not tomorrow, now. Of course you have rules on friendship. Of course there are rules on friendship. So if we're going to keep discussing Mexico as a friend, can we discuss the rules of friendship? Key rule of friendship Mexico, with the United States, you don't allow cartels to rape young girls and then traffic them into the United States of America. We got to at least start with that. We don't allow, and we don't allow friends to allow, the rape and the trafficking of children. Someone going to tell me that that's a rule too far, that's a bridge too far? Because show me the person who thinks that rule is not okay, and I will show you the person who isn't allowed in my house. Why? Because we ain't friends. And I'm pretty sure they ain't the plumber either. Rules matter. And when somebody isn't a friend, doesn't want to be a friend, won't abide by the rules of friendship, you have to reset the entire game. Okay, we're going 10 miles into Mexico, we're building a fence, and then we're planting landmines. Do not enter. But Anybody who's in that 10 miles, and we don't, it could be eight miles, could be six miles, could, they, we'll, we'll bring them into the United States. Come on, we'll move you in. We got you covered because that's the, the, the price you got to pay. Remember, there are no solutions. There are only trade-offs. Okay, they're in the United States or they can go to Mexico, whatever. We'll move them out. Done. You're going to displace people? What do you mean I'm going to displace people? I've got people being displaced every single day because Mexico won't do their job. What are you looking at me for? This was the conversation and the argument regarding... Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott is bussing migrants. How disgusting. Using these people like pawns, like human shields. No, these people weren't coming to Texas. They were coming to the United States. And now the United States has to understand what this is like. Hey, New York. Hey, Martha's Vineyard. Hey, Chicago. Hey, Los Angeles. Hey, San Francisco. You're all getting somebody. Hey, Denver. Have a nice day. I had people say to me, You weren't okay when they were moving Jews around on trains in the Holocaust. Whoa! First, uh, let me say, for the record, this is one of the reasons we're not friends. Because friends have honest conversations, not irrational, emotional, pablum conversations that they will probably regret sooner rather than later. The difference, if you want to uh, know, between people coming across the border and uh, Jews in, in Nazi Germany, is that the Jews already lived there. They didn't cross a border. All they did was have blood that ran through their veins, and the Nazis said, kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them. Put them on a train, send them here, send them there. Kill them, kill them, kill them. Put them on a train. That's what happened. Well, Tony, you just said they're being trafficked. People are being trafficked. It's not their fault. I agree, and that's why we should hold our friend Mexico accountable because they're not acting like a friend. Do you see how this goes? This is how it goes, that we need to hold our friends accountable when it comes to the border. And so when I've got these three guys who attacked a a, a cop and then they get, they're get they're never even in jail. They're released and they're giving cameras the finger. We could do anything. Who cares? I want to know how our friends, whether it be Mexico, whether it be Colombia, whether it be El Salvador, Nicaragua, I'm not sure where these guys are from. I want to know how they're going to be held accountable. I want to know how they're going to be held accountable because that is part of the proof of friendship. And yes, it's okay to hold friends to a standard. And sometimes you got to let friends go or you got to let them know that they're not doing their job. If Mexico doesn't want to be a friend, they don't have to be a friend. But there is a, a serious, serious repercussion to not being a friend. You don't get the friend deals. You don't get the friend relationship. You don't get the benefits. Maybe that'll help. Maybe it's a friends with benefits conversation. You don't get the benefits. I'm fine with this. I just don't know if Mexico is. But in order to get any of this done, one must have resolve in dealing with friends. And it is clear that Joe Biden and the Biden administration have no resolve. None. Less than none. And until they do... Under this administration, nothing is going to get done. This much is obvious. This much is clear. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Yesterday, the sham impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas was defeated on the House floor in a victory for decency, democracy, and determination to put the American people's interests first and to put aside sham political stunts that has been the focus of this House Republican majority from the very beginning of this Congress. Can I tell you that listening to Congressman Hakeem Jeffries gives me a headache the whole style his presentation the 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 stuttering no it's it's not a stuttering it's it's a stunting i guess because he doesn't stutter it's it's like a stunting of of the speech and then the next statement and then the one after that and it's just oh it's just performative madness of the worst but yes he gets to crow here come the Republicans with the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas the Homeland Security Secretary and it it, it falls through they don't have the votes oh don't make me do it don't alright alright if, if if I have to if them be the rules then them be the rules you don't have the votes you don't have the votes I have- You're going to need congressional approval and you don't have the votes. How could you not have the votes? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. How could you not have the votes? You're the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. You didn't know? You did not know? How in the world could you not know you didn't have the votes? I don't understand. You knew that Scalise wasn't there. You knew that Steve Scalise was getting some medical treatment. You went forward with it anyway. And then there's the story of Representative Mike Gallagher. Mike Gallagher was a no vote. As I understood it, he was a no vote because it would create a a that was a procedural move to allow them to bring it back. Here are some of the quotes. This is from Uh, The Wisconsin State Journal, Mike Gallagher of of Wisconsin here, saying um, it would uh, set a, quote, dangerous new precedent that will be used against future Republican administrations. Creating a new lower standard for impeachment, one without any clear limiting principle, won't secure the border or hold Mr. Biden accountable. It would only pry open the Pandora's box of perpetual impeachment. Um. Now, this is different than how I heard the conversation being had about Mike Gallagher on, 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 this, on this vote, that he made the no vote in a procedural move so it could be brought back because from what we are hearing from members of Congress, this is absolutely going to come back. And so it should, because if I've learned anything from the Democrats is that if you first, you don't succeed, try, try again. But if you want to argue that this is opening a Pandora's box regarding impeachment, Congressman, what do you, it's only now opening a Pandora's box for impeachment? You're a bit late for that. It's already here. We saw this from the Democratic Party regarding Trump. It's here. What are you, what is your argument that you're going to make it worse? It can't be worse. What you're saying is it could be used against Republicans, but Republicans should never use it against Democrats. And a lot of the party is saying those days are over. And in the case of Majorcus, there's epic failure going on. Why shouldn't he be held to account? Why not hold him to a standard. This is, uh, I think, a backwards thinking from the congressman. We'll, we'll try and get more information out of him. Find everything at tonycats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.